Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Legend of Retro. I am the Glitch, and with me I have a special guest, Fox McCloud Server. How you doing? I'm good, my body is ready. Yes, when uh we're ready to tackle some video games today. I got I got Fox here. We're gonna do Star Fox 64 for the N64. Cat lets you do that, Star Fox. Oh no. <laughs> I think they're here. What was that? I don't know. Xander's enemy is my enemy. And now we're really I think Star Wolf what is here. What the heck? <laughs> Star Wolf has approached. You can't talk Star Fox 64 without Craig and Xander. It's true. Okay, fine. You're good, but we're better. <laughs> <laughs> My Xander, I failed you. Uncle Indra! Oh, God, this is going to be great. So, Star Fox 64 was released on the Nintendo 64 by Nintendo themselves on June 30th, 1997. This 3D shooter retells the first adventure of Fox McCloud as he battles against the forces of Andros, who has declared war on the universe. Hmm. Sounds familiar. <laughs> right? It's the plot of the first game. Oh, yeah. Over again. Yeah. And then they'll eventually redo that in Star Fox Zero. Yep. Uh, but what's everyone's first experiences with the game? Uh, 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 Fox McCloud Server, how about you go first? Yeah, sure. I guess I can do that. Um, I've said on the Discord uh, numerous times and, you know, just told people that uh, the very first console I ever owned was the Nintendo 64. Mm -hmm. And I had two games. I had Star Fox 64. And Mario another Kart. copy of Star Fox 64. <laughs> yes. Actually, I had Falco Lombardi 64, which is an unreleased game. I wish um, I had that version. Yeah, it's okay that you don't. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I just, I got it, uh, I can't remember if I got, I think I got it for Christmas, and um, yeah, I mean, I just played the heck out of it. That's awesome. Uh, Glitch, how about for you? What was your uh, first experience? Yeah, I picked up an N64 when I was a freshman in college. That's like right around when I started to really get into collecting video games, so I was like, mm -hmm. well, I got to get a N64. My cousins had one growing up, so that was most of my experience with it, but I didn't play it until I picked up a copy a few months after. And uh, I breezed through it like that afternoon. Awesome. Xander, yeah. how about for you? Uh, one afternoon, I received a package in the mail, and it was a uh, VHS from Nintendo Power. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought this up, <laughs> because this is something I was going to talk Telling about. Telling me all about uh, this upcoming game, Star Fox 64. And uh, I got real excited about it. I thought it looked great, and uh, I never bought it. A, friend, a bunch of my friends <laughs> bought it, and I always borrowed theirs. <laughs> Xander, did you... Uh, did you have you rewatched that video like on YouTube or anything? I haven't. I didn't even think to, to look it up. How oh bad boy. is it? It is real bad. <laughs> it is overacted. It's real goofy. Basically, the premise of this little like 20 minute commercial for Star Fox 64, maybe even like actually, I think it's more like 10 minutes, is I. Uh, executives from Sony and Sega kidnap this guy who works for Nintendo and they're oh, threatening yeah. him with a Mario doll. It's like a vice yeah. and they're like, we're going to give Mario the squeeze and the guy's like, no, don't do it. It's all cheesy and stuff <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, you know, you've never heard of Star Fox 64 and they show like clips from the game and stuff and I mean, when I was a kid it was great yeah. but that Nintendo Power they gave us a VHS. There that was, was a awesome. wonderful, wonderful period of time where Nintendo Power sent out, it was like three or four VHS tapes. There was one that was hyping up uh, Nintendo 64 as it was launching. Yep. Then that's where you first saw Kirby's Air Ride. You're like, this is going to be awesome when it comes out in nine years. <laughs> um, can, can you inform our younger listeners uh, what a VHS tape is? Uh, I thought you were going to ask me to inform them what Nintendo Power was. <laughs> well, you see, kids, too, before it was a podcast. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so Nintendo Power was a, a magazine that was originally for the Nintendo Fan Club or the Nintendo Fun Club, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, that highlighted all of the uh, all the upcoming games and the current games. There was uh, a whole bunch of different uh, parts of the magazine. Um, one of my favorites is classified information, where it told you the cheats and the glitches that uh, that you might not have known about. Um, and yeah, eventually they sent out these VHS tapes, which VHS is uh, predates V uh, or DVDs, so it was like magnetic tape and a plastic cartridge that you put into a VCR, I, which I don't think I ever knew what VCR stood for. Uh, it's video. recording is the R. What's that? R is the recording. Okay. Video, video cassette recording. Craig recording. Possibly. Perfect. Possibly. 
yeah, video home system tapes. <laughs> the idea of getting a VHS tape in the mail, right? Is so crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they just sent them to you. It was awesome. Uh, I don't remember the other games that they did, but I, I feel like it was just Nintendo 64, Star Fox 64 had one, and there was like maybe two others that I remember getting. I just don't remember what they. I think were. I saw online Donkey Kong Country might That's have a, had one. That may have been it. When it comes to my early experiences with this game, I. Uh, uh, so I, I got the VHS. You know, mm-hmm. I I bought it pretty recently after it came out. I might have even got it as like right when it launched. I might have had money like saved up ready for it or whatever. But the biggest thing to me with Star Fox sixty four is it's one of the reasons I'm friends with Sean the Arcade Phantom. Oh yeah, who's on Noiseland Arcade. Uh, we didn't really talk too much in school. We had a bunch of middle school classes together, and I was walking by and humming the Star Wolf theme. And he, like, stopped me. He was like, uh, are you humming the theme to Star Wolf? And I was like, yeah, do you like Star Fox 64? And we bonded over video game music and the Star Wolf theme in Star Fox 64. And eventually he would be on uh, Noise Lane Arcade with me and making me miserable, like, every step of the way. I like it's, that it's always a story bet- with Craig, Xander, Sean. It's like... Uh, Oh yeah, I know this song. Hey, do you know this song as well? Because wasn't the <laughs> your guys' first conversation? You were it's looking funny for the you theme should ask song? that because when I tried to talk to Craig about <clears throat> video game music, I got the the cold shoulder, <laughs> and he pretended Ow. like he didn't know what I was talking about, and like got rid of the song. And listen, it wasn't until like, years later when I like was sitting in the back of the classroom reading my Earthbound Players Guide that he's like, "Oh hey, I like Earthbound." Listen, <laughs> there's something important to keep in mind here. My my very prepubescent mind analyzed Sean, the arcade phantom, as not a threat. Not a threat. <laughs> and I saw Xander, who was like twice the height of me, and it just alarms started blaring. And it was like, no, I, I deleted that song. It's gone. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that that's our experience with the game. But uh, let's so chat yeah, about. Bas- basically, if you want to be friends with Craig, you have to have like video game music. Pretty that's true. much. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. If you, I, I will say that friends of mine who aren't into video game music. Uh, aren't friends. Aren't friends, yeah. <laughs> I just I don't have them. Uh, so let's chat about the gameplay. So Star Fox 64 is honestly fairly simple. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's typically you're kind of on a track, and you fly with your R-Wing, this fancy little space jet thing, you know, that your anthropomorphic animal people fly. And, uh, yeah, you, you can shoot lasers. You can get power-ups to improve the laser. Yep. There are health upgrades. You, can, if you take too much damage, you'll lose your wings, and like you kind of become lopsided. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have your your three teammates who yep. uh, give you assistance throughout the levels, and you also have to help protect them yeah. from the enemies. Man, sometimes they really, really suck. They yeah, do. yeah. Slippy just starts off the first level immediately under fire, and it's kind yep. of annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hated, I hated Slippy. Yeah, so, so you're. Much. I think almost everybody did. Yeah, yeah he's your your three annoying. teammates are are Slippy. Uh, does Slippy have a last name? Yeah, Slippy Toad. Slippy, Slippy Toad. Toad, Peppy Hair, and Falco Lombardi. Uh-huh. Yep. yep, from the Lombardi family. Right? So you have yeah. Star Fox yeah. McCloud. <laughs> so you, it's yeah. just weird. Like you have like a name, the animal, a name, the animal, yeah. the name, the animal, Falco Lombardi. <laughs> well, you have. I this mean, is, yeah, that's true because it's Fox McCloud. Yeah. yeah, I guess he's a falcon, so it's kind of. Falco Lombardi. Yeah, they really. He's Falco the Lombardi. I'm pretty sure that's a type of bird. (laughs) He's from the the Lombardi family, so if he loses, he's out of the family. (laughs) I think that is how it works with them. (laughs) No, but uh, regarding that, uh, you know, friendly fire is on, Mm -hmm. which. Oh, yeah, you can't turn that off. I. I mean, it speaks to my, I think, ac- poor accuracy, but I shot them down <laughs> countless times. Because On purpose? Or? Slippy, yes. Everybody else, no. Um, but, I mean, depending on how far away they are, I mean, you can't really, you can well, see the marker. specks on a horizon, right. and you're like, right. ah, I'll take a shot at it, I guess. And, you know, yeah. Oh, man, that one had a health bar. Right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Fox, knock it off. I need help. Knock Falco. it off. I'm on your side. Yeah, that's what Foco says. I'm like, dude, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. They needed to save a microphone you. for this game. For you. Sorry, Falco. Sorry, Falco. Sorry, eat sorry. it, Slippy. <laughs> Why are you even on the team? You do a barrel roll, Peppy. It was the most to get through. Shut up. Get off my back. So when the teammate goes down, and then he's out for the rest of the level, and then yeah. also the preceding level, right? 
Yeah, they'll eventually come back. Yeah, they eventually do come back. Yeah, it's down for the next level, but then they come back. And the thing with Slippy, too, is Slippy is the one that gives you, that analyzes the boss and -hmm. tells you what their health is. So, so so I hate Slippy, but then when (laughs) Slippy would go down, yeah, (laughs) exactly, because I don't don't like games that don't give you a boss health meter. And so, yeah, that was quite the catch-22. I still killed Slippy. (laughs) (laughs) Slippy, you're very useful, but you're more useful to me, Dad. (laughs) Now, you you mentioned a little bit earlier that this is basically the same story as as Star Fox, right? The original for Super Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Did they... I I played very little Star... I own Star Fox. Weirdly enough, I don't own 64. Uh, but I could never really get past the first couple levels because I just wasn't good at it. Well, it's, is it's it basically game, the retelling? Yeah. Is it kind of the old Nintendo formula of, hey, here's this game? Oh, nobody. Okay, well, let's make it again. <laughs> Pretend it's a sequel and just give it to you again. Yeah. It, is it, it kind of like the mother to mother two kind of thing where like they expand on some stuff, but it, if you kind of look at it at a glance, it's the exact same. It game? It's pretty much the exact same game. Okay. It's it, the premise is entirely Andros has gathered his forces, declares war on the universe. I uh, you know you Star Wolf wasn't in. Right. The first, but they were technically in the second that we didn't get until the Super Nintendo Classic came out. But yeah, so they added stuff like Star Wolf, they added more levels, but the the basic plot of uh, you know, Pigma betraying James and Peppy yeah. and then you know, Peppy being the survivor to come back and warn everybody that Andros is just a giant jerk. You know, yeah, that yeah. all pretty much is the same. And Fair with enough. the with the Super Nintendo one, uh <coughs> if you've played it recently, it's like it's so hard yeah. to play because the t- technology just wasn't there. So I feel mm-hmm. like when the start when the Nintendo 64 came out it was a good opportunity to be like, you know, this is kind of actually the game we want we yeah. were <laughs> trying to make here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there there's so much they were able to do and and it's funny because like the Nintendo 64 had a, you know, fair amount of issues compared to like the PlayStation. Like yeah, it didn't have as much loading time, but you know, you couldn't get as many like cinematic videos in there you know the the audio quality was better for cd you know there's a lot of stuff that the playstation had over it but honestly i mean star fox is sort of star fox 64 is almost kind of the perfect sort of example of what they were going for at the time you know they were like this is the game we want to make and honestly i can't imagine how you can make it that much better you know i I think the series actually peaked with star fox 64 it absolutely did which is Crazy. I mean, what, and really sad. Yeah, and really sad. <laughs> it I is. I mean, what other Nintendo franchise peaked on the Nintendo sixty four? None. Yeah, none of them. I that think is all the of them one. have a better version after. Definitely not Legend of Zelda. I was gonna. Say, I think yeah. there are some who would argue that it did. It didn't. But I there know, are yeah, some no, that would. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to argue against it. Oh yeah, I, I'm with you. I think well, Ocarina could, of Time is, is right. not as good as is like Wind Waker and you know stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Uh, but like, let's face it. Star Fox Dinosaur Planet? That certainly didn't defeat Star Fox 64. Yeah, yeah. Star Fox Adventures was not very good. Yeah, Star Fox Assault. Star was, Fox Assault was a it's was not bad. Fox, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Bad. It's, it's pretty good. It's, it's, it's pretty good, but it's not Star Fox 64. Mm. Uh, and then we had what? Star uh, Fox Zero. Which I never played. I have it. I bought a copy of it. I haven't played it yet. And I've heard it's actually the game itself is actually very good, but the control scheme was so yeah. messed up that... Because you had to like, you had to like look at the screen, but aim with the gamepad. I will it was say, really odd. Uh, Sean, the arcade fan, coincidentally, and I played through because you can do one person controlling the ship and the other one shooting. Mm-hmm. Co-op was a ton of fun. I bet yeah. because it was like you know all you had to do is focus on your one thing, right. and so it's actually a lot of fun. On the uh, Star Fox Zero on the Wii U is not bad. On its own, when I tried playing one player, I was like, this is just terrible. Like because of the controls, and yeah. then there was also Mission Command or Mission Control on the DS. Yeah, oh, Star Fox yeah. Command. I never really, yeah. yeah, I never got that one. Star Fox Command because yeah, that was that more of right. a RTS, wasn't it? Or well, I want to say it actually has segments where you fly around and fight stuff. Interesting. Yeah, and barely, once again, I, I think the controls were yeah, just not right. Not what they should have been. I yeah. have it for the DS, and I played a little bit of it, but not very good. Couldn't stick with it. I wonder so, why yeah. they just keep messing with Star Fox, like. He's such a beloved character. It's such like a like a revered series for only having like one or two good games. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, like uh, 
you know, obviously new game, but uh, Starlink Battle for Atlas, you know, oh, was developed by Ubisoft. Yeah. But then, because I feel like they need to give the Star Fox franchise to, uh, like, a retro st- retro yeah. studios or somebody like that mm-hmm. who can actually kind of do what they want to do with it mm-hmm. and kind of take it in a new direction, kind of reboot it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they were kind of doing that when they gave Ubisoft the, you know, the ability to, right, to put it in there. But then they turned it into a Toys to Life thing and then it was dead on arrival basically. And Oof. So the other thing too with the series is I mean they canceled so many games. Yeah, the assault game was just like a reskin. They just yeah. threw his skin on there. Yep. So I think the problem is that it doesn't seem like there's a committed like we need to build a Star Fox game. It's more of like a we have an idea for a game. Oh, let's just throw Star Fox in it. Right. Yeah. Or let's just remake the original game again. Yeah. Right. Maybe right. they just think like, well, it's not going to be better than Star Fox sixty four. Why do we bother? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here's a question for you guys. Uh, there's tons of planets and levels in the game. What would you say are your guys' favorite levels in Star Fox 64? Is there is there a certain one in particular that stands out? Maybe a few? I mean, I feel like for me, I, the first level is always... Corneria. Because I just have yeah. played it so much. Yeah. Corneria. Corneria. Third Corneria. planet of the Lilat <laughs> system. The evil Androp. Anyway, (laughs) yeah. So the earlier levels I remember way better than the last few levels, and I did finish this game quite a bit, having never owned it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so like that, the 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 level that was clearly inspired by uh, Independence Day, Katina. Yeah, Katina. That's a great level. I think those are my favorites. The ones where it's like, here's a square map. Go nuts. We're gonna throw stuff at you. Those those I think those are a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I think I agree. I, I think some of my favorites are levels like that. Uh, how about for you, uh, Fox McCloud server? I think my my favorite, yeah, my favorite types of levels are the ones where uh, you're really trying to avoid things in the environment in addition to the enemies and the gunfire from the enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you like the asteroid levels, really? Yeah, I like that. I like um, Medio. Uh, I think Medio. Is one. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, solar that's the lava planet mm-hmm. oh that was a pretty cool um, looking yeah. level. i actually really like that because it uh was different it's actually i think <clears throat> one of the most different ones throughout the game because you can't fly too low and actually the whole time you're taking damage a little bit of damage anyway yeah from so you the have to, heat of the, the sun or right whatever. so you have to constantly be shooting the like boulders that come out to get silver rings to you know boost your health a bit and then the final boss, and that was pretty cool. But oh yeah, yeah. Uh, glitch. How about for you? Uh, I liked Venom. I, I, yeah. The last level was yeah. probably my favorite. Which Venom? Because there's two. Yeah. The, the so I liked the last <clears throat> part, and especially when you're going through like the corridor area, we got to dodge everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was actually my favorite part of the whole game. Oh, okay, that part. I because uh, yeah. Venom. Technically, you can go from like the main side, which is where you go through all their forces, right. or you go into like the secret. Like back yeah. door, but Star Wolf arrives to try to stop you. Yeah, the um, I guess we can talk about this now. So, I, I mean, there's actually a variety of ways you can go through the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there's different paths yep. in different planets. And I always went kind of the same route. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I beat this game. I always pretty much, mm-hmm. with like the, the exception same of, set of planets. Right, with the exception of doing a couple of things differently. Like if you don't beat Star Wolf, then you go to a different you know, a different planet and right. so on. Um, but I finally went through the hard. I went through the hard route yesterday, mm-hmm. or tried to. <laughs> tried to. Tried to. <laughs> yeah. Um, Star Wolf is Star Wolf is really hard. Right before Andros. So, uh, are you talking about the <laughs> uh, them on uh, what is it? Uh, Fatina. Uh, Fatina? Uh, is it well, so Fortuna? F- Forti- Fortuna, yeah. Fortuna, and then they, you fight them at Bolts, uh, which is the big space colony, which is probably my favorite level. And then you fight them at uh, Area 6, which is in the hard route. It's called Area 6, and it's right before Venom. And you're basically trying to get through. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking You're of. trying to get, like you're saying, you're trying to go through the back door of Venom, and you have to try and get past their defense. Yeah. And so there's a boss that you fight. Um, that was incredibly hard. It had a lot of d- different cycles mm-hmm. to it before you could get to where you have to the part where you have to damage it. And then um, I, was, I finally I made it through that. And then you fight Star Wolf, and I just couldn't I couldn't get past it ah. because what happens is they 
like I said earlier, I was never very good at defending my teammates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that is paramount in so this you section. had all of Star Wolf <laughs> exactly, on your butt? <laughs> exactly. Not only are they harder, but once they defeat your teammates, they all just they just all you. swarm swarm you, and I couldn't do it. That's so, hilarious. But regarding what Glitch was saying, uh, the, because I wanted to bring that up too, uh, when you go the easy route to mm-hmm. Venom, there's that mini boss that's like running away from you, and there's all these columns and things that oh, are... Yeah. And you have to try and dodge those, and things are falling, and you're trying to damage the boss that's running away from you. Yeah, yeah. that's pulled from the first one, I believe, too. Yeah. That's a replica of the first, oh, is the first game. Yeah. Interesting. And that's that's by far one of my favorite moments of the game. Um, but you only get that if you do the if you go in the easy route. Yeah, anytime mm-hmm. you get a... Like you were saying, uh, Fox, anytime you got to dodge anything, those are the like my favorite levels. Because when you're just shooting down other people, you got to protect your teammates. That was always really boring. Or you got to destroy these towers. You know that always seemed boring to me in the game. But anytime it's all about maneuvering, that was the mm-hmm. best. Mm-hmm. We also uh, neglected to mention the Landmaster tank yeah. and the Blue Marine, the, the weird submarine. submarine. Yeah, uh, there's that in the game too. Those are uh, a couple of uh, extra things. I. Uh, I got a funny story about the oh yeah about the landmaster if you yeah. want to hear it yeah yeah uh, so w- before that real quick I did try the submarine level on the hard route and that was kind of fun actually mm-hmm. um, but yeah with the landmaster so there's two different planets you can do um, as the landmaster yeah yeah and one of the planets is called Macbeth yeah and that's the boss right. is actually called Macbeth <laughs> okay so very original <laughs> uh, but it's so there's this train, and you're trying to you're trying to blow up the supplies on the train. I remember that. And now. then there's uh, the boss is actually like flying above, and you have to uh, like when the part of the train opens up, you have to shoot it, and then you can damage the boss, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, my gaming career is very young at this point. When I played this game, uh-huh. I'd never played anything this hard because. I never really, and still, even playing it last night, never really got used to using the Landmaster. And so I did this level multiple times. And I finally beat it. And mm-hmm. I beat it when you're, you know, when you got your full health depleted, but you're like barely hanging on. Like if you take one, yeah, you know, one point of damage, you're done for. Yeah. And I finally beat it. And he was falling to the ground. And then it, the camera kind of changed to where it's following you. And it was right about to do the mission complete, and I hit a landmine. (laughs) (laughs) And it actually registered and killed me. So, so like, if that happened to me today, I would probably, I mean, as a dad, I don't get much time to game. I would have put that down and probably never played it again. (laughs) You know? So, but, yeah, I just, I'll never get over that. I'll never forget that moment. Because the adrenaline's pumping. Right. You know how you that feels. Got it. I was yeah. like, "Oh my gosh, I finally beat it!" Right, and then dead. Oh, when cool. uh, when Guitar oh, Hero Three came out, my brother-in-law <clears throat> and my wife were playing uh, co-op on uh, Metallica's One, and they failed right at the end of the song. And the game came up and said, "Song failed one hundred percent," because it always like tells you how far <laughs> through the song you were. <laughs> so that that yep. makes me think of that's ex- l- that's level exactly level it. failed one hundred percent through. Yeah, <laughs> I was oh. like, that yeah. is so depressing. Yeah. I uh, so yeah let's uh I uh, mentioned briefly I I wanted to talk about a little bit of the inspiration for this game, uh so Shigeru Miyamoto, uh worked on Star Fox it's you know one of his game series mm-hmm. and apparently uh the reason he you know how in Star Fox especially sixty four the the mouths just sort of flap up and down mm-hmm. yeah apparently the reason why that is is because uh, Miyamoto is was really enthralled with uh, like the Western puppet shows like Thunderbirds have you guys ever seen any of those yeah. on like sci-fi channel a million yeah. years ago yeah apparently he really liked those series and that's what he like so eventually when they released Star Fox Zero they had like the the Nintendo Direct where everyone was puppets, puppets and stuff yeah. yeah that's kind of the reason why uh, apparently he was very inspired by like Thunderbirds and stuff which did you guys like those series because I just really couldn't never, get into them I never watched much of it yeah I never I never watched it but having seen Team America yeah created by the creators of South Park yeah, it yeah, kind of yeah. makes me want to just check it out a little bit because <laughs> it, it won't w- be as funny as that I'm sure I can it tell won't, you that but at least I, the puppeteer and all that stuff didn't bother me oh okay then so yeah, maybe yeah. maybe you know I give Might it a like shot it. yeah I. 
Aside from that, the uh, uh, only other thing I wanted to ask you guys uh, that comes to my mind right now is uh, what are some of your favorite like characters in the game? Because there's a fairly large cast. You have like the villain Andros, you have General Pepper, you have the Star Wolf team, your mm-hmm. team. There are side characters like Cat and Bill. Uh, I so like all of them because I have such fond memories of all their voice clips. It's <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, even the the just the side villains like did we get them not yet sir just they're so good they're just yeah. it, like it's funny because it's not like the voice acting is that great it's just we played through it so many yeah. times yeah well and it kind of falls into that uh sweet spot of it's not good but <laughs> what they deliver but is so quality uh-huh. yeah, yeah it's, it's you know the line itself is brilliant even though the quality yeah. of their delivery is not great <laughs> It's like the original Resident Evil. Like it's yeah. not good voice acting. Yeah, exactly. But it's amazing voice acting. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You were almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. So the only uh, other thing that pops in my mind is uh, a story I can tell is uh, I actually played this game before it came out. Oh. What? Yeah, so Nani. The, <laughs> and it's funny you say Nani because uh, at oh the, yeah, I played this game before it came out too. Yeah, you did at the video store that uh, Xander and I went to. Entertainment Tonight. Entertainment Tonight, where LPJ used to work. Yep, so sure so he can maybe corroborate this story in the Discord if we reach out to LPJ. There was a Japanese copy of Star Fox sixty four that came out oh, nice to their the video store before it actually released. Yeah, because they had uh, the, they had a Japanese Nintendo sixty four before it came out because you could also play the Japanese version of uh, Super Mario 64, and then they got this, and then they put in Star Wars Pod Racer, and they had that until the store closed in like 2009. <laughs> <laughs> they wasted all their money on the Pod Racer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I actually played uh, Xander as well, played uh, the Japanese version, and all the voices, of course, are different and stuff. And so it's funny because, like, every so often, the Japanese voice clips will, like, r- rattle around in my brain, and it's like, how is that still in there? How have I not <laughs> deleted that and made room for anything else more important? Uh, so, I, I, uh, Fox McCloud Server and Glitch, what are uh, some of your favorite lines, characters, anything like that? Uh, I liked Rob64. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I he forgot was, about he was him. really cool. Calculating. Yeah. Like, he just was so robotic. Uh, I loved his just the line deliveries for him. He was one of my favorites. You know what's uh, interesting, speaking of Rob64? Is mm-hmm. uh, the voice actor David Frederick White did the voice for Rob sixty four, General Pepper, Pigmadangar, really, Andros, and uh, the carrier pilot? Did we get him? Oh yes, sir. Yeah. So I just thought that was like he, that is interesting. Huh. You think yeah, the only people who are the the two people who try to help Star Fox the most, Pepper and Rob sixty four, are is also the voice of the two people who hate him the most, <laughs> <laughs> Andros and Pigmadangar. <laughs> I think that's really interesting. Vox McLeod's over. How about uh, for you? Yeah, I mean, I think Andros is great uh, as a final boss. Oh, I mean, yeah. I just, you know. When I his would, face melts away and you're just fighting his eyeballs in his yeah, brain. Yeah, that is kind of messed cool. up. Um, and, and obviously probably um, Falco, uh, even though he's a jerk, it's like, I don't know why. He just, <laughs> he's so just lovable. stuck with me. Yeah, and, even if he uh, is a jerk. And Star Wolf. I mean, I still use, I primarily use those two when, when I play Super Smash Brothers because oh, nice. of the game so i really appreciate how rotten uh pigment dengar's lines are when he arrives at one point or in one of the battles he specifically says your dad screamed real good before he died <laughs> and it's like oh god no that is so gross yeah that's, that's oh rough. that's yeah that's bad so I, I i have a little bit of trivia questions i, uh-huh. I realized as i was making this list it was more of like just you know points but i think it might be fun just to kind of ask you guys some mm-hmm. questions real quick yes yeah. and see if i can get your answers you had me at trivia <laughs> so in the game you're asked to do a barrel roll and i'll ask this to fox fox oh, no. you're asked to do a barrel roll but it's technically not a barrel roll what is the name of the maneuver you're supposed to do a roly-poly <laughs> <laughs> um it is actually called an right? arion yeah uh and because technically you're not even able to do a barrel roll Based yeah, on barrel the confines roll, yeah, you like actually screen. have to go into a large circle yeah. instead oh. of just like. Okay, Xander, uh, Dylan Cuthbert was got the attraction of Miyamoto because he developed a certain chip. What was the name of that chip? Well, the FX chip. Yep. Also known as the Mario chip. Man, I could have got that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one. All right. 
Oh, that one actually you said, the puppeteer thing about the Thunderbolts. <laughs> so, I automatically win. All right, uh, Craig. God, uh, no. In the Japanese release of the game. I might know this. Uh, what does what do your teammates yell when you crash? Uh, and it's not in the North American release. What do they yell when they crash? When you crash and die. Oh, I... Well, let's see. Uh, when you crash in the American version, they yell your your name, don't they? They'll yell Fox? No. So in the North American version, they just yell no mm. because they felt them yelling Fox, which is what they do in the Japanese version, was a little bit too graphic. It's funny that that's hmm. a thing because in uh, uh, kind of just a weird little oddball anime thing, in Dragon Ball Z, when Frieza kills Krillin... Uh, in the Japanese version, he screams out Goku's name as he dies, and they were like, no, no, we cannot do that. That is way too heavy. And so he just screams out, just like, ah, and blows up or whatever. But yeah, he originally screams, Goku, and blows up or whatever. So that's apparently a thing. Yeah. Apparently Japan is just goes way harder than we do in America. All right, Fox. Um, if you get a gold medal in uh, all the levels, you unlock expert mode. Also in this mode, you unlock Fox's father's scarf that you wear true or false false correct he wears his father's sunglasses yep no that's right uh okay then uh this is the last one i'll give this to xander uh the characters have metal legs and that is because uh they didn't want the blood to rush to their legs so the characters had to amputate their legs and install metal legs is that true or false false so that is false it's actually a fan theory that the... I heard that that was a fan theory, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's, a, like, if we can't have them scream Fox because it's too yeah. dark, having them cut their yeah. own legs off so they can fly <laughs> spaceships is definitely too dark. So on the original artwork for the the first game, Star Fox, the characters have like these really thin legs that are metal legs. So it was a fan theory that because most flighter pilots put tight things around their legs to stop the blood flow that the characters had amputated their legs and now had metal legs. During a live stream of FS0 in 2016, uh, Cuthbert had confirmed that that was not true at all wow. and that it was just a fan fiction thing. And also in this game, they introduced G-Diffuser system, which kind of defuncts the series anyways because it stops them from feeling the G-Force. Oh yeah, that's right. And like some of the levels, uh, they'll be like, you know, G diffusers activated, and you know stuff like that. Forgot about that. I, uh, I tell you what, though, uh, guys, uh, before we dive into music, uh, glitch. What kind of uh, uh, speed run? Yeah, info I do got you some have? speed oh, run. Actually, and, uh, before we go into that, oh, yeah, I've got, got a, a very uh, memorable story. Oh yeah, about yeah. Uh, this, and it kind of touches into local, not legend, but do you guys remember the? Uh, it's apparently uh, there's a Wikipedia page for it. The South a Southeast Michigan tornado outbreak of 1997. Oh, kinda, yeah. So uh, July 2nd, 1997, uh, there were 13 tornadoes in total that touched down uh, and dragged through neighborhoods and downtown and like also like the surrounding areas. Uh, killed seven, apparently. Really, <laughs> local flooding, like yikes. So uh, like. My, I've got a lot of family in southern Indiana that, like, in the mid to or, or mid nineties, there was like a tornado that touched down. So I was terrified of the idea of tornadoes because I saw like the firsthand the wreckage and stuff yeah. that it would cause. So every time there was like a tornado siren, I'd freak out. Like I was so happy when we moved into a house that had a basement because like, oh sweet, I'm gonna be safe. Uh huh. But I remember going to a friend's house to play this game on July second, right after this game. So like two days after the game came out, uh -huh. and it was interrupted by these tornadoes that touched down. And I like had to like go into his basement for safety. And like I was like, man, but we're we're so far in the game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so when I think of Star Fox 64, I think I think specifically of like the time I was so excited to go play it, only to have tornadoes say, "No, you can't play that today." The tornadoes are always being jerks They're like that. Super jerks and killing people. Very good. So anyway, speedruns. Um, those think are things that move fast. Well, before I get into that, uh, there are two endings to the game. Because yeah. if you beat it on regular mode, you don't get the technically the true ending, which I didn't know. Literally until last night. <laughs> I had um, no idea. I was like, oh, I could have saved my dad. And then I kind of messed that up. Yeah, so they... they well, got... you don't really save him, right? It's like a ghost or something. I don't know. So he's about know. to tell us. In the good ending, which you have to complete in expert mode, 
Andros has a second form. He turns into a brain, mm-hmm. and you have to defeat that brain. Uh, then he says, Andros is like, I'm taking you with me. If you I go down, I'm taking you with me. me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Andros is here. <laughs> not scripted. He, he no, is, not, even, not even rehearsed. He has arrived. So I love gi- that line so much. There's a giant explosion. Then there's silence. And then a voice. Don't ever give up, my son. This is on the expert mode only? Yeah. Then I must have done this a thousand times because I remember this vividly. <laughs> I do remember this. I, I I was thinking to myself, man, I I don't remember I doing. I feel like he mode. always turned into a brain. No, he turned. Well, he turns into a robot. Yeah, in but, the easy version, and then the brain. Yeah, he's just like a brain and eyes, and you have to. Then you go into free range mode. Oh, and you have to fly around and. And yeah, I guess we're just that good at the game. Well, I mean, I guess it harkens back to the beginning of the episode. I mean, you guys are good, but we're better. Because <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought that was just yeah. part of the ending. Um, right. And so James McLeod <laughs> helps you escape. Yeah. And that's how you get out of the game. I appreciate how much inspiration not only does Miyamoto pull from like Thunderbirds, but Independence Day, <laughs> Star Wars. That line, yeah. even at that time, I was just like, really, Nintendo? You're just going to rip off Star yeah. Wars like that? Uh, IGN ended up giving this game an 8.7 out of 10. Nintendo Life gave it a 9 out of 10. Nintendo Power gave it a 4.325 out of 5. Uh, yeah, very odd. Uh, it, it sold over 4 million copies, making it the ninth best-selling game on the N64. Did you guys want to give a guess at what the 1, 2, and 3 were? Uh, well, Mario 64, right? Yep. Yeah. Number one. Ocarina of Time. Nope. Mario really? Kart. That was fourth. Yeah, Mario, Mario Kart. Kart. GoldenEye. Mario Kart was second, and GoldenEye was third. <clears throat> So, all right, yeah, it's uh, speed running. Yeah, so uh, there are a couple categories. There's 100% um, held by uh, Stivity Boo Boo. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Sorry? Yeah, Stivity Boo Boo. Can I, can I have that name one more time? Stivity Boo Boo. And a third time. 22 minutes and 11 seconds. Fine, whatever. Uh, and then there's 100%, which is all the medals and expert mode. Did Stivity Boo Boo do that one as well? He has, I think he has second place on that one. Oh, okay. oh. More like Stivity Boo Hoo. Uh, that's held by uh, Lila and he holds that at one hour and 17 minutes and five seconds. I watched that whole playthrough, and I got to tell you, that guy was actually very interesting. He ends up like dancing at the end of the video. <laughs> huh. Yeah, it was actually really good. But it wasn't Stivity Boo Boo. Stivity, so, so since no, you, no, no for Stivity Boo Boo. So since you watched it, how do you speed run a rail game? Do you uh, just use the boost all the time? Or? So he uses half of the boost the entire time. Because I guess, I don't know if maybe someone figured out that using the full boost, the time that you wait, yeah, the time actually you takes wait for longer. Cool, yeah. yeah. So they use half the boost the entire time. Um, and it's just it's just getting the enemies as quick as possible. So like in the first level, he doesn't even get through the dialogue when he enters into the battle before the boss is gone. Mm. So it's just a lot of that. It's just all, Mm. you know, knowing that. Um, In the level where I think uh, Team uh, Star Wolf is attacking you, he actually kills all his teammates to make the level go faster. (laughs) Interesting. Actually, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, Star Wolf... Team did that to me. <laughs> the They're just trying to help you go for the I mean, record. That, that well. level went pretty fast, right? Yeah, it, it sure did. <laughs> well, we got to hurry oh. up because I know Craig is dying to talk about the composers of this. I, I really want to talk about the music. So let's take a break, hear a word from one of our sponsors, and we'll return in just a moment. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Boom-shakalaka! All right, so today we are talking about two composers. Two? Two composers. We ain't got time for that. I'm going to cut out one of them. Uh, <laughs> so, so. We're going to play half the songs. <laughs> so the two composers for this game are Hajime Wakai and, of course, Koji Kondo. Kondo has composed just about every like Mario and Legend of Zelda game. We know him already. Uh, Wakai, though, has composed for Pikmin. Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker and Breath of the Wild, as well as perhaps the most important Nintendo game of all time, 
Nintendogs. Aw, you guys. <laughs> so... Let's go ahead and listen to a uh, a few of the songs here. Uh, the first up we have is like the uh, the the kind of the start demo or intro to the song. Let's go ahead and give this a listen. drums the very you know feels very like militaristic yeah very marchy yeah, yeah. absolutely uh <clears throat> next up we have uh this is a song that uh fox mccloud server here has chosen and that is the boss theme b this is uh, uh, uh probably my favorite boss theme as well for the game so let's go ahead and uh, give this one a listen Like when the boss descends and the theme just starts, it's like the yeah. Part. Yeah, I I love you can hear Koji Kondo's like style in this game because it's the drums. It's very Legend of Zelda, I think. Oh yeah, you very can, similar it, to. I mean, you can uh, almost Ocarina like of Time. trade these games in when you're playing Ocarina of Time. So for some of the tracks, absolutely. Yeah, for some of the tracks, uh, now this track I don't feel works as well for the that. This is the Star Wolf theme. The song that made Sean the Arcade Phantom and I friends. Let's go ahead and give it a listen. for this theme my life would have been so much better i was about to say, <laughs> about to say what uh 
Do you feel like you would be okay without this theme? Or? <laughs> oh, oh, I love and hate Sean at the same time. He's the uh, worst. <laughs> so that's the music for the game. So much energy. A ton of energy, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a, you know, considering it's just a, a space shooter game, I do feel like there's a lot of, like, you know, emotion behind the tracks and stuff. A lot of, yeah, like, there's a lot of character in this game. Yeah, mm-hmm. there really is. That's honestly, you know, we, we talked about how Star Fox 64 is so much better than all of the games that came after it and all the games, you know, that were, you know, uh, were before. And I think the character is a lot, you know, just having mm-hmm. that much character to the game, the music, the the art, the, you know, the gameplay, just there's so much to it involving that. Right. So what are your guys' kind of final thoughts here on Star Fox 64? Glitch? Um, so I played this a little bit later in my life. Mm-hmm. I would say my initial feel for it was disappointed because it felt too easy. Uh, I, I get through the, the first game and, like, two hours or something like that the yeah. first time I played it. But it does have a lot of replayability, mm-hmm. which is great. The music is fantastic. So uh, it's it's a fantastic game. And honestly, if you have an N64 and you don't have this game, like, what are you doing? Borrowing it from your friends <laughs> yeah, constantly. Come on, Sander. Get with the program. <laughs> Sander, how about for you? What is uh, What are your kind of parting thoughts on Star Fox 64? Tornadoes are scary. Mm-hmm. And always be ready for tornadoes. That's fair. It's good to be readiness. Good to be readiness indeed. Fox McCloud server, how about for you, buddy? Um, I would say that uh, this game, actually playing it last night, um, I feel for a Nintendo 64 game, that era, it holds up really well, Mm -hmm. like across the board. The controls were super tight, with the exception of the maneuvering, because you have to hold down on the control stick you know, and do C left to do a somersault. Oh, yeah. And then C down to do a U-turn, and it doesn't always work. <laughs> not, yeah, not as, as well. Yeah, but the sh- but there's just the shooting and, you know, the kind of the ingenuity of the boss battles. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you know, like Glitch said, the music and just, you know, the bad but good voice acting. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's so good. Yeah, I, I mean... I fell in love with this game the moment I played it in the Japanese version. I loved it the moment I got that stupid VHS. I bought the soundtrack uh, through Nintendo Power, the three pack with Mario 64 and Mario Kart. You know, I'd like I love this game so much. So, I mean, and I, de- I definitely think this uh, uh, reaches the pinnacle of we can't recommend it enough. Absolutely. Before we wrap on, on Star Fox, I have two questions. Mm-hmm. Did anybody play the 3DS version of this? Yes. Does it yeah. st- does it live up? Yes, it's great. Okay, because it I, looks I'm like, so good in 3D. I want like to play this again 3D. really bad after talking about it, and I think I might have to go and get that. But I was worried <clears> that maybe it was like a weird port and it wasn't very good. But if it's no, it's good. It's solid. It held up nice. Yeah. yeah, I didn't own the 3DS version. You know, did anyone play the Virtual Boy version? I wish. Yeah, because it got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my second question uh-huh. is. Uh, Star Fox McCloud server. We knew you as brick and mortar for so long. Yeah, and now it's Fox McCloud server. Yeah. What? When did that change take place? And did I just sleep through it? It was in the Discord. There was a conversation going on about. Uh, it was when Best Buy's uh, Gamers Club Unlocked program ended, uh-huh. and a lot of people were going, "Well, I guess I'll just buy my games digitally now." Mm-hmm. And, you know, so because my name was Brick and Mortar, you know, this is a, like a retail store. Right. I was like, well, I don't, if I'm going to subscribe to this, uh, I don't think I can have this name anymore, you know. So I just thought the first thing that popped into my head was uh, Fox, just because, I mean, Star Fox is one of my favorite games ever. So, and I just, you know, cloud servers, something that obviously, you know, where the save files are stored on the oh, okay. cloud and everything like that. So, just kind of I thought it was together. a super clever name. Fox yeah. McCloud yeah. I server. thought I'd miss something where because we always argue about like what channels we should have on Discord. I thought that was just like <laughs> your strong protest for a Star Fox channel. Oh yeah, and you no. just call it Fox <laughs> McCloud <laughs> server instead. <laughs> Every channel yeah. I go to is a Star Fox but channel. That's, that's excellent. Uh, well, while we're probably, discussing, I still primarily buy my games physically. But fair enough. Don't tell anybody. Um, while we're on the subject of your names, I I feel like I need to raise up one of the greatest ones ever of Ban and Mortar. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's right. right. For the, oh, for the 10 Bannon. minutes that we were doing yeah. uh, we were trying to the do community that, yeah. play. Community oh, play was so good. Final Fantasy VI. <sighs> you even had Rest the profile piece. picture. Yeah. It's great. I, yeah, I love that's it. A, that's an excellent plug for uh, for the GameZilla Discord. If you want to chat yeah. with us about Star Fox 64, any of the episodes or anything that we cover, by all means do so. You can also reach out to us on Facebook. We had somebody reaching out to me while we were recording about some of the stuff that we do. So oh, nice. if I went quiet during the music, it was because <laughs> I was responding to people who, who want to reach out to us. So. I Yeah, we. Uh, I tell you what, though, uh, guys, we still have a bit more to chat about. Let's go ahead and jump into our retro relapse. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. We worked up a sweat this week. I mean, I did okay on normal mode. <laughs> so today, I like every time we have a guest on the show, we have them bring their own game. So mm-hmm. there's no, unfortunately, no YouTube video uh, this week. But... Fox McCloud server brought us Dance Dance Revolution Mario Mix, which I was so excited to hear. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, oh it's, boy. it's rhythm uh, games. Yeah, rhythm games. Uh, you know, I actually wasn't going to choose this, and uh, kind of had a crazy week. And then Craig reminded me, oh, "You got to pick a game," and I knew he was rhythmically challenged. So mm-hmm. I said, "Fine, I'm going to pick this," and we went with that. Uh, he said that you're playing this, and I said, yeah. I would rather die. And he said, you can play it with a controller, though. And I was like, <laughs> all right, fine. <laughs> I did give him an out, yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a rhythm game with Mario, and, and there's a lot of classical music and some <laughs> Mario themes. Yeah, the remixes. Like, yeah, techno yeah, I think, remixes. I think we all, I know specifically the Glitch and I had this excitement of like, oh, Dance Dance Revolution is great. Mario music is great. Let's put them together. Yeah. This is going to be awesome. And then, like Craig said, you got a lot, a lot of like classical songs. Yeah, it's kind of like, like a lot of the same songs that you found in Donkey Konga. Just like yeah, well, yeah, like the Turkish march yeah. and uh, uh, you the, know, uh, the nice royalty free music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember when I picked this game up years ago. I was so excited to get. I was like, oh my god, there's a Mario mix of dance. I love Dance Dance Revolution. I love Nintendo music. This is like the perfect mm-hmm. match. And yeah, there's there's just not as not what you expected. Yeah, unfortunately, the music is by far I think the most important thing in a music game. <laughs> yeah, so, I would agree with that. I don't know. I feel like graphics really really need yeah. to be there too. Make sure those dancers are looking. But I will good. say it's impressive that it is basically a DDR game. I mean, to think that Dance Dance Revolution was so popular that yeah, Nintendo was. was like, "We're gonna make a Mario game," like. That's crazy. Yeah, it was super They never popular. made him Guitar Hero. You know, I mean, that never happened, and that was huge. That's because they saw the poor sales of DDR Mario Mix. <laughs> yeah. yeah. that could be. Well, yeah, but it's just it's just kind of interesting to think about. So what does everybody give Mario Mix on the 8-bit scale? I mean, it's DDR <laughs> with some Mario. Uh-huh. Like, they didn't do anything wrong aside from not put very good songs in it. Like they did yeah. have some Mario songs that were remixed and th- those yeah. were fun. The yeah. gameplay was solid. It feels just like every other DDR game you you would play. The the lack of content is what killed it. Well, yeah, there's no popular songs. There's no like, you know, and nothing like mainstream was even, like, songs or anything. You have to play uh, like very hard to unlock super hard and even that's not that big of a step up in in Yeah. Says you. Well, <laughs> I can attest to this. Yeah, like yeah, says you no. as well. <laughs> the two the two guys who used to play DDR all the time. Yeah. Um so I mean I feel like if I were going like if if we had just gotten a copy of Dance's Revolution, I would still probably give it like a 7 or 8 because it's it's a solid game. It's fun. The mechanics are there, the mm. the controls are there, but Mario Mix. But because it's <laughs> it disappoints you so much, I have to I would I still can't give it that low of a score, so I will have to, I'll have to say like a six, a six and a half. Six, I think. Six and a half. Out like eight. it's still it's still a fun game. I would play it more if we could. If we didn't have to record these stupid episodes, <laughs> I would still be playing it probably. But the disappointment of the music is what what kills it for me. So I'll, I'll say six and a half. Six and a half. Uh, yeah. How about for you, uh, Fox? Uh, on the eight bit scale, what do you give it? Well, uh, so I got the game for five dollars. Okay. Which is great. I, I got a dance pad for a dollar fifty at a thrift store. Also so we're looking at what I, uh, how much uh, you said a five dollars six fifty six fifty. Uh-huh. And my daughter and I have already had probably 
two plus hours of enjoyment out of it. So like from that standpoint, three twenty five an hour. Yeah, you know, eight that's, bits. Yeah, but that's for the game itself. I, I'm I'm with Xander. You know, I think it gets. You're right. I think it's a missed opportunity. It could have been a lot. It could have been even yeah. better. But yeah, six, six out of eight. I think. Six out of eight. Glitch. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm gonna give this a five out of eight. I uh, I can't remember if I had unlocked all the songs or not. If I just kind of was like, screw this, I'm done. With this game. <laughs> uh-huh. The adventure but, uh, mode is wacky, and that's how you have to. But I, unlock all the songs. I, I do like that. You know, it has Nintendo characters, and there's a lot to unlock. So that's pretty cool. But if I was just gonna play a Dance Central Illusion game, I think I'd just pick up Extreme or something like that and yeah. play that instead. So before Craig gives his 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 number, what's different about the adventure mode? Because we just played the versus mode today. Um. Well, you do all obviously you do, do, the, do the songs, songs that you unlock, but then there's Is also there like, like little mini games. Yeah. There's there's some really. Okay. cheesy dialogue which is actually is Waluigi the main vil- villain because I saw he opened up the opening cinematic and then we accidentally skipped it and couldn't go back he's one of the villains uh, we just made it to the Bowser world and we haven't gotten okay. there yet you but, keep yeah. us updated in the discord I will do for sure we yeah. need to know more about Waluigi yeah but they throw in like little mini game things and you know okay. on the you gotta dance your way through <laughs> only dancing can save you the 8 bit scale I'm a bit biased Three out of eight. <laughs> Would have been two out of eight, but Waluigi might be the main villain. So like it's an automatic one point. <laughs> I hate so bad at rhythm games. I hate them so bad, but the but music you love is music. Good. I love music, but I can't do music at all. At all. Fair enough. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, uh, jump into our character theme bracket. Hey, let's talk about more music. That's right. Music that I don't have to hit buttons for. Wait! Oh God, I do have to. You do. Oh my God! I you don't know decided if I can to do sit this. there, my friend. <laughs> so, first up, I uh, I mean, at this stage of the the game, I mean, we have some really heavy hitters. We do, and it's only getting harder. It really is. So we have two tracks uh, going against each other today. The first one is Aerith's theme from Final Fantasy VII. Of course, the composer is Nobuo Yamatsu, mm-hmm. and I, uh, I mean. She's going against another titan of RPG history. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's go ahead and uh, play this track first. This is Aerith's theme. Roll that beautiful bean footage. So when I bought Final Fantasy VII for my PlayStation 4, I got a fancy theme, and it played this song all the time. 
So I think of this song when I think about my PlayStation being turned down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty great. I actually, the same thing for me until I replaced that theme with the Undertale one. Yeah, I replaced it. I, I couldn't replace it with Undertale because my wife thought the background was too spooky. I mean, the Undertale background is a little it. spooky. I'll and she would use it for back. Netflix all the time. So now that we have a newer TV where Netflix is built in, I switched it to Undertale immediately. <laughs> that song is so somber. It is. It's a, a really emotional. Stays alive the whole game. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really oh. so strange. Really strange. I think it'd be more upbeat than that. Yeah, right? yeah. You'd assume. <laughs> You'd assume. Speaking of characters oh. who stay alive through the whole thing, <laughs> our uh, next, our next uh, song in the character theme bracket is uh, Magus from Chrono Trigger. Yeah, composed by Yasunori Mitsuda. Indeed. Let's go ahead and give Magus this theme a listen. So spooky. I That's love more my jam. So this is more of a of a little deep cut for Craig. But do you notice the uh, Cyrus Cyrus the ghost laughing in the background of that song? <laughs> <laughs> we ever do a Chrono Trigger episode? We'll have to talk about that. But yeah, it's just yeah. a little sound effect that plays in the background of that song, and then also in, in other tracks. But in the weird like ghostly wail. Yeah, I yeah, That's such a good song. <laughs> it really is. I'm. I'm very excited uh, for how this is going to turn out because, you know, these are two really great RPG songs. And when it comes to voting, uh, keep in mind that you can vote on our Facebook page. We have our Twitter account. You have our Discord. Uh, Xander mentioned it earlier. If you go to GameZillaMedia.com, you'll be able to sign up on our Discord there and uh, you get a vote there every week. Uh, and then you also have Patreon. For $1 a month, you get an extra vote in our uh, music brackets. Now, Glitch, uh, what can you uh, tell everyone about uh, the Patreon? Yeah, if you go to patreon.com slash GameZillaMedia, you can find us there. Uh, like Craig said, $1 gets you that vote. It also gets you early access to our Retro Relapse videos. But it doesn't stop there because at $5, you get additional content. What you get is an extra episode from us, The Legend of Retro, once a month, where we talk about different topics, our favorite games of certain consoles, mm-hmm. our favorite games of certain genres. Um, but it doesn't end there because you get everything from the GameZilla Media Network. Not only do you get our additional show, but you get the stuff from Noiseland Arcade, Noobs and Dragons, Last Action Podcast, and the GameZilla Podcast. Which I think, is that still the... No, you've been on an episode of GameZilla Podcast now. I was going to say, that's the only show you've not been on. I have now been on oh, every single show. Uh-huh. The week he was on GameZilla Podcast, he was also on Legend of Re- uh, Last Action Podcast. Nice. So he so was on, Craig five he days was on a week. all five shows that week. It was great. When are you going to be on the Movie Blast with Bob and Pax? Uh, not soon enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I mean, this is it for round two. Next week we start round three. Yes. It's pretty exciting stuff. I this is, I mean, man, round three though, it's going to be even off tougher. With a really tough one. I'm not going to say what it is because you have to listen next week. But man, looking ahead, oof, yeah, it's there's a lot there. There's a lot of heartbreak coming up. 
Fox McCloud server, really want to thank you for jumping on. You've been a, a, a friend of the show and uh, in our Discord uh, for quite a while. And in fact, uh, because of uh, the way previous perks worked on Patreon, they've since been reworked. But uh, you have a uh, uh, an NPC that uh, has showed up in uh, Noobs and Dragons. Yeah. You have. Uh, season one and... Maybe we'll see him in season two. No, so. oh man, who knows? Yeah, it's this things happen. It's crazy to think that, like, you know, the perks change, but then it's like, but these characters are still there. They didn't die. Yeah, so, they didn't vanish. You know, they'll yeah. Craig will do something horrible to him eventually. So it's fine. It's uh-huh. fine. Don't worry. I'm sorry. What? You wouldn't hate me if I did, right? Zoff Reverus will live on no matter what you do to him, Craig. But only in your heart. Yeah. But only in your heart. So is, there, is there anything that you want to plug or anything while you're here? No, no. Can't really. let you do that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, obviously, listen to GameZilla Media and join the Discord. It's a great place to be. Awesome. I'm hanging out Thank there you. quite a bit. We'll release your family. <laughs> Thanks for saying such nice things. <laughs> great to have you on the show. I think it's about time we uh, wrap things up here. Uh, but we'll see you all next time when, when the, the legend, legend continues. Uncle Indra! What the heck?